Today is Friday, our favorite of all working days. Saturdays are better, and Sundays are better. But Fridays, as far as days where I have to get up and go to work, are pretty good. Do you agree with me? Yes, you do. Of course you do. Who likes who likes a Wednesday? Who, whose favorite day is a Wednesday, for example? Not a person. If Wednesday is your favorite day of the week, you are a weirdo. Weirdo Wednesdays. We'll, we'll call those. Today's sponsor is Soylent Bacon. Once again, that is Soylent Bacon. It's for people. Due to the pork shortage, we here at Soylent Bacon have decided to branch out and explore other uh, pork-flavored options. So enjoy, because it's for people. All right. Fry Internet Day. That's what we got ourselves here. It's Friday. We talk about the Internet. Fry Internet Day. Say it like that, too, because it's fun. Fry Internet Day. I got a lot to talk about, as seems to be the cases on uh, Fry Internet days so far, mostly because uh, when I am watching TV or playing a video game or just kind of sitting around at home, I will inevitably be on the Fry Internets, because that is just how I roll. While at work, I listen to podcasts, which are played over the front internet, much like this one is. Just a sort of uh, a series of ones and zeros that are artistically molded to amuse and entertain. That's that's how I like to look at the the front internet, and also lots of porn. Probably won't get too much into talking about porn on Fry Internet Day, uh, other to say that uh, it's out there, boy howdy, and uh, leave it at that. The first thing from the Fry Internets I wanted to talk about is a little uh, web series, I guess you could call it, a uh, weekly updated web shoe. Uh, yeah, see, sometimes it's kind of hard to describe things like that on the internet because you don't really know uh, how to classify them. This is a video game review internet web series show. <laughs> Let's put it in that category. Uh, it is called Zero Punctuation. That is Zero Punctuation. It is... Uh, created by a man by the name of, well, his nickname is uh, Yahtzee, and I believe his actual name is Ben Crenshaw? If, if I have remembered that off the top of my head, I'm going to be impressed, as if you have listened to any other episodes, you will 
have uh, seen how horrible at remembering names I am. Uh, Mr. We'll just call him Yahtzee uh, is based in Australia. Former, uh, formerly lived in England, so he's got a English accent, which is nice when you're listening to people talk. Although I wonder, huh, if you live in England, do you enjoy the sound of English people talking? Huh? Or would you rather hear someone like myself talk with a uh, Canadian accent? If I have a Canadian accent, if there is such thing as a Canadian accent. I suppose there is. Would you rather listen to that? Huh. Little, uh, things that make you go, hmm, as I think Arsenio Hall used to say. Okay, uh, his video game reviews are different. <laughs> He's almost always very, very negative, which, uh, here in the Liberal Cube, we like to be nice to the nice, because it's nice, but, uh, also enjoy a uh, mean-spirited sense of humor sometimes, which he has very much so. What, uh, what he does is he'll play, I guess, a uh, video game a week, and then uh, record audio of his review, and uh, the video of these recordings is all done in, like, animation, and done very well. Kind of done, I have a feeling... Uh, from the style that they use, done on the cheap, <laughs> which I can appreciate. But uh, even that being said, uh, very, very amusing. Some uh, some things on the front internet you can just listen to and enjoy, but this one you definitely want to watch while listening to, because it's so uh, fast-paced as he's talking and images will be flashing and it all comes together in a beautiful assemblage. Very, very funny. Very mean-spirited, and <laughs> he... I don't know why this guy freaking uh, reviews video games if he hates them so much, but that seems to be the case uh, most of the time. Occasionally, he will come across one he likes or does not totally hate. Uh, I do not watch his uh, video game reviews for the purposes of deciding what video games to buy, because uh, our tastes are very, very different, I think. Highly recommend Zero Punctuation. Oh, uh, I should mention that Zero Punctuation is because uh, he talks so quickly. It's as if there is no punctuation. Now, I'm curious about this. Is he actually talking this quickly? Because if he is, that's very impressive. Or is he talking normally and just speeding it up with some audio software? Which is not as impressive. Um, so just listen to one and tell me what you think, because they're good, they're funny, they're quick, usually about five minutes long, uh, a little under, and good stuff. Okay, the next thing from the Fry Internet that I watched is another uh, big think. Uh, it is, see again, hard to classify, a YouTube channel with many different episodes. Um, yeah, that makes as much sense as anything. Sort of a two-minute to an hour-and-a-half videos describing scientific... Well, not even always scientific, just describing things. Uh, things you would probably talk about in a classroom, a university, perhaps. 
uh, or a laboratory or a uh, museum or a planetarium. Very, very interesting stuff. Flows nicely with my sort of uh, fry-internet thought of just finding things that you can pour into your brain. That sort of idea of just basically exposing yourself to very, very smart people. Why not? So, a big thank uh, and TED Talks are great resources to listen to smart people and uh, they will pour some some facts, some knowledge into your brain. And why not? Because it is fun and you learn something at the same time. So, when those two things go hand in hand, it is a beautiful thing. Um, this particular one I watched starred... Um, I know I am going to pronounce his name wrong. Uh, Michio Kakao? Kaku? Kaku? Uh, his name is spelt, if you want to Google it, M-I-C-H-I-O space K-A-K-U. If you have ever watched uh, anything uh, about physics, usually when it starts to delve into string theory... Uh, you will most likely have seen this guy before. I've seen him many times on many different shows or uh, internet videos. Um, just a, well, definitely <laughs> uh, a genius, full stop. Definitely a genius. Very well-spoken, and uh, one thing I like about him is that he will not get uh, overly technical about what he is talking about, which for me is great because uh, although really uh, I really enjoy learning about physics for some inexplicable reason, I don't. Uh, I've never taken a course or anything uh, in physics, so I don't. I don't really uh, have a full grasp of a lot of the stuff that they talk about. Especially, uh, I like that he does not ever really get too in-depth when it comes to the math involved with physics, as uh, my brain will not do math. Even basic math, my brain uh, refuses to do names and numbers. <laughs> so, getting girls' phone numbers would be a uh, horrible, horrible task for me, because I would need their name and number and never remember it. Luckily, I'm married, so my... Trying to get girls' numbers days are long behind me. Uh, this particular, he's done a, quite a few uh, big thinks. This Mr. Kaku? Kaku? Uh, and this one, the uh, title really uh, grabbed me because it was about uh, nanotechnology. Uh, nanotechnology is the... Um, I don't want to say it is the technology. It is, I guess you could say, the study and development of um, microscopic machines. Yeah. The uh, perfect example of this, at least as far as science fiction goes, are uh, appear in, of course, Star Trek. Star Trek, if you are familiar with it all, has a race... Yeah, a race of people called the Borg. Cybernetic, cybernetic, biomechanical 
hive-minded beings. Uh, they are created through what are called Borg nanoprobes. Mm. Sounds sexual. Borg nanoprobes are nanomachines, which, uh, once injected into your bloodstream, will turn you into a Borg. So, there you go. I believe that nanoprobes actually do uh, exist right now. Obviously not Borg ones, but uh, I think I've heard that they are in development. I can't remember what they do at this current early stage. It was something to do with white blood cells, I think. Um, but that was a different thing I saw on the fried internet, so I didn't write it down. This uh, didn't go into so much uh, what nanoprobes uh, are currently in development, or the science of them in this current stage, but uh, sort of took it from the point of view of what will happen when we get these fully up and running, and how basically from the sounds of it, and I don't know how he described this or came to this conclusion exactly, but it was very interesting that he thought eventually nanoprobes will be able to manipulate matter at the molecular level. So that is very, very interesting because that would mean, say, I give... Okay, let, let's put it this way. I put in a, a brick into this box full of programmable nanoprobes. All right, you with me so far? I type in to this box to turn this brick at the more molecular level into um, some Tupperware. And it does it. So, he, he, I assume this is a hypothesis and not actual fact that this is going to happen, he uh, predicts that this will one day be possible in the, uh, albeit distant, future. Uh, again, going back to Star Trek, they have uh, something on Star Trek called replicators, which is where I will go to a machine, type in what I want, and it will replicate it for me. So, that is basically sort of him saying that we are potentially at least one step closer to that very technology. So that was basically one of my favorite big things so far, because it uh, blew my mind. And uh, one of my favorite things is having my mind blown. I'll tell you what one of my second favorite things being blown is... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so he went on further to say... Um, to again sort of hypothesize that if this technology was developed to this state, that would be the sort of definition of uh, a utopia, where human beings uh, at the basically push of a button can have anything they want. Unfortunately, not something that we uh, are likely to see. Maybe if you are listening to this podcast in, say, we'll go the, just arbitrarily the year 3000, uh, you have those. So, good on you. If you do have those in the year 3000, how about uh, email me at the address provided uh, at the end of this episode, and uh, let me know how that is working out for you. 
Okay, the third thing I wanted to talk about is another episode of Right Now with Mr. Jimmy Pardo. Uh, we talked about Right Now on last Fry Internet Day. That is right, spelled W-R-I-T-E, in which a standing-up comedian, as Jimmy Pardo says, will do his act in front of three writers who will... three comedy writers. You're not going to have, uh, I don't know, let's go Stephen King in there. Uh, three comedy writers will write uh, quite often mean-spirited jokes about the person's act. A very, very interesting scenario, and one that, at least from the first episode, I enjoyed wholeheartedly. The, uh, the one I watched, uh, this is episode two of the, again, we're going to just call it a series, why not, was uh, tough to watch, cringing, because I don't want to say things too mean, because he probably did a better job than I would if I was a stand-up comedian, but this guy was not very good. <laughs> Let's just put it at that. It, it, his, him doing his act made me cringe, and then the fact that I knew these writers were going to say bad things about his act made me cringe even further. Sometimes you like a good cringe. I think the cringiest thing that I can think of is if you ever watched the uh, the Office, yes, but even more so in the British version of The Office with uh, Ricky Gervais. He gives the uh, the most cringeworthy performance I have ever seen on that. Highly recommend that, 5 out of 5, I guess while we're at it. Oh, zero punctuation, 5 out of 5. Uh, big think uh, with cacao, 5 out of 5. Uh, right now, episode 2, 5 out of 5. Uh, and... That's about it. Oh, uh, I don't know why I wrote this down, because I think I mentioned it last episode, but uh, Jimmy uh, Pardo there uh, is the master of the uh, long pause, the long sort of stare into the camera, deadpan face pause. I friggin' love it. I, it gets a laugh out of me every time, and uh, I think he could do it even longer, and I would still laugh, if you know what I... Uh, me. Alright, we're going to do eight hours of work on a Friday. Yeehaw. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. It is the Friday drive home. Yeah, that's a good deep down feeling, isn't it? Let's jump right back in, since uh, it seems on Fridays that I always uh, run out of time, because there's lots of things on the internet. Oh boy, is there. Something uh, I wanted to mention at the top of the show and totally forgot to do is that the very special announcement that... Uh, the missus and I will be recording another episode. Yay! <sighs> That's that crowd sound again. <sighs> uh, we are going to her work party on Saturday. 
So it'll be a Sack Mrs. Episode Day, we'll call that one, maybe? Possible title? I don't know. So, look forward to that one, with bated breath. With master bated breath. Alright, back to the fra-internets. The next thing I wanted to talk about actually was not planned, but it's something that came up today. It was a another episode of the Nerdist Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. We've talked about it quite a bit. Mr. Chris Hardwick, we've talked about quite a lot. This one uh, I was not going to bring up, but uh, it's uh, it starred, didn't start, the guest was a man by the name of uh, Max Landis, who I've never heard of him before, uh, and... I don't know, 20 minutes, half hour into the podcast, he, uh, I thought he was a bit of a dick, <laughs> didn't much care for him, argued uh, about the word nerd and how he didn't like it, and that made me not like him, <laughs> as, as happens, I guess, when people don't share your same viewpoints. Now, that being said, um, in the interest of getting along with everybody, despite not always sharing the same opinions, he did have one friggin awesome uh, idea that he brought up he he did despite me not sort of liking his personality he did seem like a very smart dude uh, full of bright ideas and very enthusiastic uh, sort of in general the idea that he brought up that is the only reason that I am talking about him is his idea for a James Bond movie he is a screenwriter so has within his brain, uh, ideas for movies. Uh, he talked about a couple of them, but the one that really jumped out at me in its genius was an idea for a James Bond movie in which... Uh, I, I want to do this justice here. So the way he explains it is that it would star Daniel Craig, because he is the current James Bond. Okay, yeah, nothing too crazy so far. It uh, would start off where they are in, um, is it MI5? Yeah. Is that the name of their secret service over there? Yeah, yeah, MI5. MI6? <laughs> Anyways, the British Secret Service, they're kind of hanging out in there, and um, just shit goes down, and it basically explodes, and a terrorist attack, and uh, he and a couple other 00, 00 agents escape with their very lives. So, exciting beginning, right? Yep. Uh, when they escape, they uh, they do manage to escape, and it's these three double-O agents, and sort of out of nowhere pops uh, Pierce Brosnan and... Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm having my, my James Bond name brain farts again, like I did. Uh, James... Pierce Brosnan and uh, Timothy Dalton just sort of pop out of nowhere and kill the uh, two double O agents that are with him. How is this possible, you ask? Well, the way he uh, explained it is the genius part. The name James Bond is a name assigned to anyone who has the number... 007 as their secret agent number. Huh? Mind blown? Yes, it did mine. 
So, within the British Secret Service, when they assign you your double O number, double O means license to kill, if you did not know that. When they assigned you 007, that means your new name, your new code name, is James Bond, which would make all other previous James Bonds uh, fall within the canon of James Bond. So that just blew my mind. So starting with Sean Connery, then when he somehow uh, died, then uh, Roger Moore took over the name James Bond and the 007 code number, and so on and so forth. So Pierce Brosnan and uh, oh fuck, <laughs> Timothy Dalton have uh, sort of gone rogue and decided to take down the British Secret Service. Just awesome idea. Uh, whether it'll ever happen or not is highly doubtful, but still cool to think about to bring basically all the James Bonds together under one sort of timeline, you could say. Awesome, awesome. Loves it, loves it. Okay. Okay, next is a TED Talk that I watched. Actually, is TED... Uh, I don't know this. Is TED an acronym, acronym for something? It's always in capital letters, so I guess it probably is. Uh, I don't know what it stands for, but it's one of those sort of giant symposium... Uh, get a bunch of smart people together and talk about cool, nerdy, sciencey-ish stuff. Basically, they greatly appeal to my nerd brain. This one um, was about how would I describe it? Um, the uh, microscopic world, uh, you could sort of say. The guy doing the talk—I uh, didn't write his name down—talked about. Sort of, uh, uh, generally, the beauty of the microscopic world. Uh, he showed the first slide was uh, was a bee's eye, which was really cool. But what really uh, grabbed my attention and uh, was the most beautiful and mind blowing was uh, sand under a microscope. Now you're probably thinking, as I do, sand—that's pretty boring. You look at one grain of sand and it looks it's what it's gonna look like a little rock right like a rock but smaller but no basically sand uh, it's hard to describe because sand from every different beach on the world is going to look different from sand from every other beach on the world uh, and he proved that through his uh, slideshow uh, of sand through a microscope. A lot of it is uh, really, really cool to look at. All of it was. Uh, a lot of it is just like very, very tiny uh, shells or bits of uh, trilobites or corals. Or it's really amazing to look at. Highly recommend just watching this video just to look at sand basically under a microscope, which is not something I ever thought I would recommend. But I am going to look at sand under a microscope. Uh, he said, and I don't know how this can be true, but he said that every grain of sand on Earth is different from every other grain of sand. So sort of like that snowflake uh, 
how every snowflake, there's no two identical ones. Every grain of sand is different from one another. That boggles my mind. <laughs> uh, it's, it always kind of uh, makes me think, how do they know this is true? Come on. Have they looked uh, under a microscope at every single grain of sand on Earth to know this is true? No, they have not. Same with snowflakes. But he showed a lot of sand. He has devoted a large portion of his life to looking at sand under a microscope and has not found two identical pieces. So, little food for thought there. Very, very cool. Check her out. Next. Next is a podcast. Back to the podcast. It is called uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Mark Marin is probably from all I have heard over my podcast uh, listening career. Uh, the I maybe not the first, but very close to the first podcaster. So sort of the granddaddy of all. Um, from the sounds of it, uh, a podcast like this that you are listening to it would most likely not exist without uh, those like him who uh, started before us. So, thanks for that. Appreciate. He, um, I listened to him for uh, uh, months and months, and then I kind of got off him for a bit, because sometimes he's a bit of a dick. Uh, and he'll he'll admit that, that he's a bit of a dick. And I really quite often don't like to hear a bit of a dick's talk. <laughs> Is that surprising? Not so much. That being said, I've recently come back. Now I will only listen to episodes if the guest is someone I, uh, someone I want to hear about because he does kind of, uh, poke at their, their raw nerves. Does a sort of William Shatner raw nerve vibe to his interviews, which, uh, I can appreciate. You know, there, it makes it interesting. I'll give him that. The, uh, interview that I listened to this week that, uh, I liked was, when he did with a Mr. Polly Shore. So learned a lot about him, which apparently his uh, mother... Mother? Oh, jeez, now I can't remember. His mother uh, owns the comedy store. Oh, jeez, I didn't write that down either. Uh, owns a uh, comedy... A stand-up comedy venue. And he basically grew up in that sort of stand-up comedy venue, let's call it a realm, which uh, to me is very, very interesting as a comedy nerd. Uh, very fortunate, I think, for him to grow up in a situation like that. So, interview was interesting from that, from just even that standpoint. Next! Next is another podcast. Oh, man. Well, it's the Fry Internet Day, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they're usually, you know, an hour, hour and a half long, which means listening to them gives me a lot to uh, converse about, and a lot I want to uh, basically just let people know about. So, say you're listening to this, uh, and then you hear me talk about a podcast, you go over there, listen to that. Love a lead. It's that sort of... Uh, somehow between people who do these big uh, 
you know, millions of download podcasts, they all sort of uh, almost seem like a brotherhood and share not only their guests back and forth, uh, they share themselves back and forth and do do each other's shows on a, on a fairly regular basis. Which brings us to uh, a uh, episode of Adam Carolla, the Adam Carolla podcast, which I listen to. Well, he does it. This this guy's the most aggressive out of out of all of them. Really, he does it every single day. Uh, well, every single weekday, anyways. So very very aggressive. This guy can friggin' talk like nobody's business. And he had on his show uh, the person who got me basically started into well, a knowing what a podcast is and b listening to them. Uh, a Mr. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock, we have talked about on this show for that very reason, that he was sort of the first person that I started to uh, listen to podcasts with. So he was on the Adam Carolla podcast because he has a book out. Yeah. It was very, very funny to see. I, I love the just the, the thought of having two funny people sitting down and shooting the shit. Uh, now, he came in because he had something to plug, but quite often that is not even the case. It'll just be two dudes sitting around chewing the fat, which is terrific. Kevin Pollock uh, is, I wouldn't say he's an impressionist. Like, I would, I would say he's a podcaster. That's his uh, job sort of numero uno, but uh, probably no more widely known for his impressions of people. He did, uh, who did he do? Uh, Alan Arkin. He doesn't mean Alan Arkin. He is, although he admits not the first to do a Christopher Walken, he is definitely the best <laughs> Christopher Walken impression you'll ever hear. Um, who else? Uh, Paul Reiser. He does some some odd ones like that. Anyways, very, very funny. And, of course, Adam got him going, which uh, he often does on anyone who uh, does any sort of characters or impressions. So that was a definite must-listen to. Next. Oh, see, we're flying along today because we're almost home and running out of time. Comedy Bang Bang. Yes. Comedy Bang Bang, my favorite uh, podcast from the viewpoint of making me laugh the hardest. As I uh, like to mention, I am on a mission in life to search out and consume shits and giggles. Mass consumption of both shits and giggles. Sure, we'll throw in a little uh, a little knowledge in there to round it out, but... Uh, Shits and Giggles, a number one priority. What a way to go, eh? What a way to uh, fly through life. That's my uh, life philosophy, maybe? Is that a word of wisdom? I don't know. Uh, anyways, Comedy Bang Bang had one of my, fam uh, my, one of my favorite uh, special guests. What they do on this is they will have... Usually a comedian, comedian or actor come in to be 
interviewed by Mr. Scott Ackerman, host of Comedy Bang Bang. He will commence his interview, as happens on all these other podcasts, basically, I'm talking about. And then, because they have what they describe as a open-door policy, someone else will just sort of uh, pop in and break up the interview. And it will be... It will be a person pretending to be another person. A person, um, I guess you could say acting, although I don't know if I would classify it as that because it's all sort of off the cuff. Uh, in the case of this episode, it was my second favorite, I think, guest, fake guest. I like to call them fake people. Uh, my second favorite being Mr. Gary Marshall. I believe... Um, played by, acted by, um, played by, acted by, however you want to call it, faked by uh, Mr. Paul F. Top Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins, who also has a podcast. And uh, hilarity ensued. My favorite is when they have the cake boss on, though, cake boss, because uh, <laughs> it's just, they because he's been on so many times, his sort of backstory has grown so ridiculous, like, uh, he's supposed to be the cake boss, like the one from TV, basically, whatever his name is. Buddy, I think his real name is. And uh, his his uh, backstory is now turned into, like, he was bitten by a cake bug, which gave him the ability to talk to the dead, um, or, or even to talk to fictional characters. So those are hilariously ridiculous. All right, we are home. I think I still had a couple of other things to throw in there, but we uh, we flew we flew through a lot of things today, so that is good. Good for the ear holes to get lots in there, because your ear holes lead to your brain hole. It's a little uh, science to to end the show. The ear hole is connected to the brain hole. Well, folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper